Yo, welcome back. We are now back. New episode of the podcast. Everyone's back. Sean back. Corey yep. Kelly's back. Yes, sir. And of course, I'm back. Stay in your lane. We Stay in your lane. What's what's what episode are we on? I have to, I have to lost track. I think we're on episode Cinco. five. We are on episode five. Um, twenty twenty one. We here. We picking up. <laughs> I know. Shit is out of. Yeah, we can no longer take this shit for granted. So we, we made just gonna, it. We fucking clap it up. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Hey yo, are, how do y'all feel about? All right, we we got we got to talk. We got a lot to yeah, talk I'll about. Go so first. I, from from where we picked <laughs> off, I think the last episode um, that we were recording it was during the time that the Lakers was just winning the championship. So we was fresh off of a good time. Everybody's enjoying themselves. Yep. Uh, then I think we followed up with the Dodgers winning the mm-hmm. World Series. So we on a high, and then um, then just all the tragedy started happening. I think we had lost Chadwick Boseman. Ch- nah, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Black Rest Panther. Man. Black Panther. Um, we lost uh, Tiny. Was it Tiny Liston from Friday? Oh yeah, man. Um, Debo. Rest Debo. in peace, Debo. We lost um, you know, a ton of other Mad actors Lib. and actors, legendary Lib, artists. Legendary artists. Um, and then shit, we kicked off twenty twenty one. How first off, how was you guys' twenty twenty one? How was you guys' holiday break? Uh, holiday break including Christmas and New Year's. New Year's too. Yeah, it was great. I got to spend it with the homies. I tapped in with you. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, with the exception that you know, you gotta quarantine still and <laughs> stay inside, so you gotta be un- low key with it. But yeah, it was great. What about you, Sean? What you doing? Yeah, it was pretty uh mellow this year. We haven't even really followed up since since we last really recorded. Huh? I think we, I, think yeah, I, I talked to you so. maybe a few times, maybe here and there, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what you what you been having going on? What's, what was your holiday break like? It was pretty like pretty chill. Yeah, it almost felt like it wasn't like a holiday. Yeah, like, right. It was weird. Did it feel that way for you? Yeah, it definitely felt something was missing, like the the excitement because of everything. You had to be kind of secretive about getting the Airbnb or right. just being out <laughs> in general. Right. Yeah, facts. It almost felt like too. And then the, on top of that, with it being a pandemic this year, it's like if you are even out celebrating, you almost feel like dirty for it. Like yeah. you feel nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and then you feel like everybody else gonna fucking have something to say if you post on social media. Yeah, so that's what the secretive part was for me. And um, yeah, just dealing with COVID still. Yeah. So still here. We still here. Going into the next year, we still are dealing with this whole pandemic. And then it's like... <laughs> I feel like we're going to be wearing masks till next year, probably. More than likely. I don't know. Probably. How do y'all feel? What At y'all least. think? Man, we might be wearing masks for the rest of life. So, yeah. okay. So, everybody's holiday break was pretty much the same. It was pretty different for the most part, but you guys still had a good time. Yep. Kicking with family and friends. Um, So, New Year's comes around. What did you guys do for New Year's? For me, I mm-hmm. went with my friend at Airbnb, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and... We just, uh, and yeah, even when we had talked about it, uh, not to cut you off, we had talked about it afterwards, and you was just kind of saying how you didn't even really enjoy oh, yeah, the I left vibe early. Of it. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even wait till the ball dropped. <laughs> I was like, you know what? A lot of people started coming that I didn't know, and yeah. I, I said, What's up to everybody? Gave them my early New Year's and <laughs> uh, hit the road. And but the crazy part is, when I left, I went back to uh, my fam's crib, and my pops was pulling up as soon as I was pulling up, mm-hmm. and I just got a chance to talk to him. Before, cause I don't see him. We don't live together, but I got to talk to him before the ball dropped. Mm-hmm. And he's drunk. We're like, you know, kind of <laughs> wasted. And then next thing you know, I see fireworks. I was like, wow. People yeah. was like, yeah, 
still I still like the culture. I mean, like the tradition is still Facts. going. Yeah. And that moment, I was just like, you know, I, I felt that moment it was a great moment to you know for the year at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Sean? What you do? What you are doing? Yeah, I don't even remember. Like, it, <laughs> like this for real. Yeah, this break real. has just been like I'm like Christmas. I like, vaguely remember what I did. I think I just was at the house eating with family. Okay, like, both times. I think I don't think we did anything crazy. Oh, well, we we all ended up getting a gift um, on Christmas. Oh uh, yeah, it <laughs> the was, a, it was a color, <laughs> <laughs> a certain color. We got a we got a whole letter red on Christmas. <laughs> Let's get Did into it. Um, I, so yeah, let's kick it off. We're starting about music, talking about music. We we didn't get too many projects that dropped at the end no. of the year. I know for R and B, we did get Jasmine Sullivan dropping new yeah, projects. Yeah, I've seen a good, mm-hmm. lot of reviews on that. Yeah, a lot of people was talking about that. Um, it wasn't really much else, huh? Nothing. Uh, I know SZA dropped a new song. Good, yeah. was good, good days. Good days. Um, I didn't really even get a chance to listen to that, but I know that was part of the um the snippet that was at the end of the yeah. ti- the video um, with Ty Dolla Hit different, right? It hit different. Yeah. So, but a lot of people still get reviews about that. People was talking about that song. Um, I know Drake was supposed to be releasing a project this month, but I think he ended up announcing that he was pushing it back because of the uh surgery or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, something along those lines. So, yeah, we didn't. The only project that we really whole got red. on Christmas was a whole lot of red. So starting with. That did, did you guys get a chance to listen to it? What you think about it, Sean? Sean what you think? Yeah, I listened to it. Um, there's songs I like on there. There's songs I'm not that big on, honestly. But it's also like, I kind of wonder if that's going to be one of those albums that's going to take years for people to like, like appreciate. Because it kind of reminds me of like when Kanye dropped Yeezus. <laughs> that <laughs> this one, one was one cool. Songs I actually liked on here. I like this one. I like how they sampled the Bunny Bear. I'm not gonna play too much because I don't want to get copyright. <laughs> but yeah, that, so you kind of felt like that was one of those projects that it might take some time for people to start adapting because immediately yeah. once it dropped, everybody was already trashing the shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people was like, "Get the shit out of yeah. here!" Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So yeah, you feel like it was just kind of one of those things that it might take time. It might. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a fan of the project right now either. Yeah. And so I'm like kind of like, I kind of indifferent. But are you a Cardi it. fan? I'm a Cardi fan, but I'm not. I like. I feel like I'm one of the least. Yeah. Like, like I'm not like super hyped when he drops. I'm like it's it's gonna be cool, but like I'm interested always. But you don't have always, high expectations for him as an artist, really. I mean, I just don't have. Do you have any expectations when it comes to artists <laughs> releasing music? Honestly, not a lot of people. I don't think like I think yeah. I think like my favorite artists maybe. I don't Which know. Is, I don't. I don't. Who's know your favorite what, artist? Well, my two favorites are probably uh, like. Two two people that I'm like really excited when they drop or like getting ready to drop is Kendrick and Frank. Okay, facts. Because like I think they're always gonna West Coast. A- approach something. Like Kendrick and Frank always seem like they're gonna approach something. They're gonna do something big. You don't know what it's gonna sound like, but right. it's gonna be. And it's like and, well thought out. It's like fully conceptual, or sometimes yeah. not really con- too conceptual. That's kind of like, rare yeah. now. Like it's yeah. like they don't keep up with like that pace of like everybody else having to like drop music every other mm-hmm. month so i think that's always cool and i always get excited about artists like that because it's like i don't know what you're gonna sound like well time. even for cardi i mean shit it had been what years since we had got off his last project 2018 mm-hmm. dial it had came out in 2018 so <laughs> yeah and he had pretty much announced this album what i think about like a year after or so oh. after um Dialet had came out, so people was pretty much expecting for this album to come out for a while. Yeah, and then I mean, of course, it was leaks all over the internet. I, I was seeing <laughs> yeah, the new, the new neon was a leak that uh 
uh, didn't really pay attention to when it mm. first got leaked. Cause I don't go on SoundCloud and stuff. And like me too, when I see leaks on the internet and shit, I usually just get past it because I yeah. want it to really like affect how when the song yeah. comes out. Yeah, you, I want you know? it to be official release. Yeah, iTunes. Sometimes the shit don't be mixed. It be somebody <laughs> yeah. the shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. the crazy part is some of the songs on there when I listen to it didn't sound mixed. Right. Too. Well, so, yeah, that's true. Yes. It was that. So I mean, I guess going into so, what was your what was your thoughts about it? My take. Um, I definitely was underwhelmed some of the majority of the... Well, before I asked, did, what, did you like Die Lit? Did you feel like the album Oh, was yeah, good? Die Lit was exactly what it was. It was Dying Lit. Each <laughs> song on there was making you want to, you know, get in the mosh pit and just die. <laughs> just go crazy. Because I got the experience. I know what Playboy Cardi's music is. It's the mosh pits. That's what he's known for. When, when I went to Rolling Loud... And he had like three mosh pits going. And I see ambulances coming, stretchers and stuff. Well, literally, I'm not so you, joking. Yeah. So you got to Crazy. witness. Like yeah, that I know experience. what the music does. When Magnolia comes on, you better watch out if you're not <laughs> if you're not used to right. that experience. So for this project, though. Um, I definitely there's definitely songs on there that I know are gonna go crazy, you know, once they open up shows again and people are mm -hmm. out there. Um, but the music mixing and the direction of it yeah it's questionable still to me but i still got it in rotation i still got some songs on rotation for sure what, is, what was questionable about the album for you um the direction like i know the guy the guy who designed the artwork i guess was javit from javinci he's the director for javinci yeah creative yeah. director something and they were saying like oh this is a punk the new the new punk uh sound genre i'm like okay so this some of this is like a lot of I hear a lot of synthetic sounds mixed with some rock elements and stuff so he's trying to push the genre of hip hop that's one thing about cardi i know he's the music is just his evolve when he evolved from from i remember when he was doing songs with maxo cream and uh, Dash and stuff like Fetty like that song I remember that song yeah, like that was crazy and now where he's at now it's like wow to see the evolve of of his uh you know career and it was announced that uh, even Kanye was the executive, executive but that mm -hmm. wasn't the case right I don't yeah because when I'm looking up online right now saying that he's just featured he on was it. yeah he was involved with some of the arrangement but he wasn't he's not credited as an executive producer on the album so like mm. songs like okay so I'll give you an example so songs like Teen X on mm. there like it's called like Teen X like Ecstasy that's what you're talking about it's a song. Yeah. so if you're not on ecstasy, ex if you're not <laughs> if you're not on those drugs, you're not gonna experience the song the same way they're experiencing it when they're right. creating it. So when you do do those drugs, not saying that I'm not advocating none of that, <laughs> but when you do, you're gonna be in a whole different world and experience when listening to that music because the the it's going crazy, you know, sonically. Yeah. Rolling Stones actually gave it a four out of five, and Pitchfork they or gave no, it a good. Four out of five. Pitchfork gave it a good rating too. They're going off of I feel like the direction and where he's pushing. You know, he's not coming with. Uh, Pitchfork gave it eight point three out of ten. Yeah, that's very high. They've given bigger artists way lower ratings. So, so do you feel like this album was catered towards a specific audience? Yeah, he's going like I don't, I don't want to say alternative, but he's going to like because I feel like he might have alienated a lot of his fan base by dropping an album like this because it's like centered around like heavy, like you said, like rock type. Yeah, punk. energetic punk. Yeah, punk style music. 
But even people that are fans of the rock style of music. All those people that are complaining mm -hmm. yeah. are still going to show up when he has a show. Right, because when you he know that he's going to put on he a He got loyal show. fans. They still want to listen to the self-titled project, Dial It. They still want to listen to that old Cardi perform, like when he performed. Okay, so on the flip side of that, he ends up doing, Um, he had a live performance that yeah. was streamed. I think it was during New Year's. Yeah. Um, did you guys get a chance yeah, to see that? Yeah, I definitely watched the full what was thing. Your, what was your take of that? I just saw clips. It of was it. like it was like lights it. flash and it was dark. So initially when it when it came on, I was I was playing Xbox. Shout out to Lakim. Me and Lakim, we on the Xbox. He's like, bro, you gotta look at this shit. So, <laughs> so I opened my laptop. I'm the, like, all right, let me the look outfit at this shit. was definitely questionable. Bro, we're we're watching it. And, you know, he's performing on in front of like this huge green screen or what, or not even green screen, it's like this like monitor and there's like two guys next two other to two other <laughs> we don't know who these with people like are spike <laughs> <I'm a hawk. laughs> and he's just up there lip singing his songs sometimes not even holding the mic just standing there just thrusting <laughs> um and i'm just like confused i'm like is this the type of show that he would be given if in front of an audience like i Dude. felt like in some cases it was almost like it wasn't helping him <laughs> like the type of performance that he was given but i'm like is it the songs that will probably help Dude, he's trying to be on or? the rock star wave, man. That's, and then that's what it is. My other take from it, even like looking at it, it's a lot of. Um, I know with a lot more artists nowadays that come out, you got guys like Lil Uzi who pretty much paid away for a lot of shit. Well, even Young collaborators Thug, too. Young Thug and a lot of collaborators that's involved. I mean, you see more and more artists embrace kind of just being an, on an alternative wave yeah. of mm, outside rock of like star, really, traditional yeah. rap style music. Mm. But um, and there's very few artists that I feel like actually do it to a really good extent, like. Thug and um, Future Uzi. I mean, Future. I wouldn't really even. Pollute, I mean, uh, that's Future Hendrix. That's what he's doing. Hendrix, the black yeah, rock star. True, <laughs> but it's like um, I think he stays still more. He's still trapping hip hop, trapping sure. and pop too. He even kind of caters to that audience, yeah, mm -hmm. but in R and B. But um, yeah. As far as like the main artists, you get like Thug, Uzi, and probably Travis, Travis Scott, Scott. Yes, and that's pretty much. The few that are able to do it that well. The rage, yeah. that's what they're yeah. going off. The, it's the experience. It's, the, yeah, it's just the full. But they also deliver like good music, a total package yeah. with it. With, with like Astral World being like this huge a visual, too. visual experience. Mm. People at the show get to see this fucking huge ass bird flying through the crowd <laughs> and shit. And he's like, like it's an actual entire experience that goes with it. I feel like right. with Playboy Cardi, he's kind of in this weird space where it's like he's not much like any other trap artist that's out. And of course, with guys like Travis Scott, like I said, kind of carrying the torch for that style, he doesn't want to be too much like that. So he's kind of in the middle, where it's like, I'm punk, I'm I'm on some rock star shit. But the video with Kid Cudi that I watched that that was kind of crazy. Just like the I think visually he always and, delivers. Because that song, I was like, maybe it's gonna grow on me because I just hate the way it's mixed. <laughs> but the way his vocals, Cudi's vocals is on mm -hmm. it, I'm like. Yo, this is crazy. I could, whatever they was thinking or on when yeah. they was in the studio, I would I wouldn't mind like. And speaking of Cuddy, Cuddy dropped an album too. Yeah, that not too. too long before. But um, I think not to cut you off, but I think with Cardi, I personally felt like most of most of the songs on this album was like not it. Yeah, but there was like an exceptional like two two songs I, that I might have liked. I liked um, feel like dying the last song number twenty four. And then my playing was cool. And uh, Sky, I like Sky. Sky was cool. You didn't like Nunian? Nunian, no, not really. I probably wouldn't really go back to that song. I like the, the. It was cool. The but I, didn't, I just it was like whatever. But um, I feel like for him, he's trying so hard to be different that it's kind of like alienating a lot of his fan base mm -hmm. and a lot of people that really fuck with his music. Yeah. 
And it's just like it's not really connecting. And you know it too. His boy wasn't really on it as much. Pierre, uh, Pierre, yeah, he Pierre only had one joint on a lot there. of those songs. Yeah, that's and, what the and main that was the song. That, yeah, I saw people was really fucking with. Well, I think he did two songs actually. He did um, "I Love You," "I Hate You." Okay. I like that song too. Yeah. So like, woke up like this, Magnolia, all that Cardi's, was the sound. Right? The yeah, first that, all like, Cardi's yeah. major hits. That's Pierre. So I felt like that him not he should have executive produced this. Who knows? Who's to say politics like, if their relationship is even the same yeah. now? But I, yeah, I feel like a lot of the shit was just it, it didn't really connect for me. And I think his his whole image, like even with his merch and everything, you see it was a lot of rock influences that he yeah. was catering to. Um, but I don't. I just don't know if it's connected. But commercially, I would say it was a success. You know, he did like one fifty first week. Yeah, he did. And number one album in the country, uh, along with all the controversies. And his, I mean, he didn't have much competition. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he dropped it on <laughs> Christmas, which people was probably like, you know, we all know that's what he's gonna do. Whole lot right. of red playing on that theme. And uh, yeah, like I said, the controversy too with his baby mom. We don't gotta. <laughs> yeah, <you> know, right. <laughs> but that definitely helps. <laughs> nah, yeah, that plays a part. Yeah. With the whole rollout so all right it was a question i want to ask it might be a controversial question but we're gonna get into it this is is the first episode we back we back live (laughs) all right enough of that um so with cardi coming out whole new style he's pretty much switching up saying that he's a rock star now do you feel like with artists now saying this, because he's not the only artist that said that he's a rock star. There's Everybody's a lot more, a like new artists is pretty much claiming to be rock stars now. Sean, you more are familiar with the rock genre. I don't really listen to too much uh-huh. rock music, but like if I hear certain songs, I might know them. The classic rock is definitely, you right. know. Um, nowadays, more artists are starting to claim that shit. Do you feel like that is to be true, that more artists are actually rock stars in, in a sense? Not just... By the style, by wearing certain clothes or whatever, but do you feel like sonically. the sound of music sonically that they Sean, since you're you're in that field, I'll let yeah, you go first. What do you um, feel? Well, it's funny because I I like shit on rock music <laughs> current day yeah, a yeah. lot because I think that they did a and I know because I grew up kind of on it and like listening mm-hmm. to the radio stations. Who are some of the artists that you like? So like you know like I was born in '97, so like. I was listening when I was like ten to fifteen, so like, the and that's around the time like you kind of started branching on finding your own style of music that you like. Because I'm sure your parents yeah. wasn't just playing that type of shit. No, I mean the reason I listened to rock music so heavily and got into playing guitar was because Guitar Hero. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. like so, most people, yeah, yeah. So that, I think there's like a whole era of people, and I don't think Fact, like, dude, not, a lot of songs on like Guns and Roses, pa- Paramore, uh, like, ACD, yeah. like a bunch yeah. of artists and groups I've. Liked because of a uh, guitar, guitar hero, yeah. right? And rock man. So it's like, you know, I was listening to K Rock and like uh, Star ninety eight point seven at that time, mm-hmm. and so they were playing, you know, like Foo Fighters heavily. Everlong was getting played a lot, and that song came out the year I was born. Right. So they were already like yeah. playing songs from yeah, like. Yeah, yeah fucking ten years ago. <laughs> right. Still <laughs> playing it in like regular rotation. Right. Whereas like now that doesn't fly like yeah. that doesn't happen. But they were doing that with so many sh- songs yeah. and for like the next three, four, five years they were doing the same shit. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is not gonna, this is not sustainable. And, and hip hop was just taking evolving the forefront. Yeah, because it just kept evolving. Um, so like Adam Levine from Maroon Five got a lot of flack because I think when he was on The Voice he said some shit like, um, rock music is dead. 
Mm-hmm. The only cutting edge genres right now are hip hop and R and B, and he got shitted on for that. They like <laughs> wanted to take him off the voice, and, shit. and I was like, he's not lying at yeah. all, you know. And so, because I think what, one of the not to cut you off, I mm-hmm. think a lot of the the rock genre what made it so popular is that it was cutting edge. It was it was new. Well, not necessarily new, but it was like it was different. And it was, it was also an experience too. It was live, you know. You're playing. Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. not a lot of electro. I mean, they got those yeah. elements, but it's guitars, drums. The and, feeling of it yeah. is just very energetic yeah. and it's different, and it gives experience. people that people that don't identify with the typical crowd. They like something different. They kids, mm-hmm. a lot of younger crowds, teens, um, some adults. But you know, that's the type of style of music that they liked. And at the time, rock, like probably during the '90s or even early '80s. Mm-hmm. Going into the nineties and maybe some of the early two thousands, but yeah. going back, if we really go back, this isn't new, you know. Like if you if you see like movies like Crush Groove or something like Run mm. DMC and Aerosmith when they did Walk This Way, yeah, that was back in the eighties. That right. was the yeah. like and that's the bridge, said, yeah, in hip hop and rock. Where that, I think that may have been the first bridge. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Walk This Way song, but then also you got Jay Z with Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. Those bridges with John was a Black Album, right? Was yeah, a, uh, and they called it. Did they call it uh, Collision Course? Yeah, Collision Course, course. Yeah. and they <laughs> remixed the Black Album with something like Numb Encore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. fired. I was, I was a kid. Yeah, and I, I was I like, to those songs. Yeah, I was like, this and that is was dope. It yeah. was a remix though. And for us, I mean, like growing up fans of hip hop, that mm. was like really the connection for yeah, us to it's the like, bridge. start to get our intro into some of the rock artists that. Yeah, but most people had already. Interesting known. enough, as much as you know, I grew up in West Coast music. My dad would play certain things like um, the Scorpions or uh, mm-hmm. the Eagles or what's another rock group that was you know like very like Guns N' Roses for sure, mm-hmm. uh, Nirvana, mm-hmm. a lot of alternative rock. Jimi Hendrix, maybe. yeah, Jane Hendrix. So I realized like rock was definitely an element. That was used in hip hop when producers were sampling and and even from and even for me, I feel like growing up skateboarding. That was like the thing Ooh, that everybody hold was up. into. You know, I'm not to cut you off, <laughs> but a cold flip, a remix was Trick Daddy and Little John at Let's Go when they flipped that oh, black yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That changed if the game. That changed the game. My, my dad used to play the shit out of that song. Yeah. That was a fire bridge right there. But even those songs like. So for me, like my intro into a lot of rock songs, we're taking a little water break, excuse yeah. us. <laughs> for me, a lot of those intros growing up skateboarding, skateboarding, I got to play like, of course, playing Tony Hawk, Pro Skater and all that shit. Mm-hmm. You would hear certain songs, it's like watching movies, you might hear like a Jimi yeah. Hendrix song and, and shit underground, like that. Underground, Tony Hawk Underground, it was the song, what was the group? Kiss from Detroit, the, uh, that group. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to rock it, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, these guys yeah. are dope. And hearing different styles. So like, you know, we our intro into that genre was a little bit different, but um, I forgot what point I was making. But basically, I feel like rap has now taken that role of being the new innovative genre, mm. and rock has kind of plateaued in a sense. Like it's it hasn't really <laughs> yeah. been any much progression, which is why a lot more people are starting to branch out into doing hip hop. Now you're seeing more um, like hip hop artists that are like imitating the rock style you gotta um, yeah which is fire but man. i feel like when they say they're when they say i'm a rock star they're talking about the music but they're also talking about the lifestyle yeah. rock star lifestyle rock stars mm-hmm. are no i mean come on kurt cobain look at him dude drugs and, and look what he <laughs> led to it's like that <laughs> lifestyle of, we could talk like x triple x he was another artist that was kind mm-hmm. of dude he was really like some peace 
um, you know, as far as genres and stuff, he was doing Just it all. Pop, uh, hip hop, rock. He had a combination of all those genres and was great at it. So my point was the lifestyle, the rock star lifestyle with the women, the drugs, the money and music. Those mm-hmm. elements is what I would say a rock star contains. But does that make you a rock star or does that just make you a star? Yeah, Cause I just feel you're like still a star <laughs> for me. Okay. For me, I feel like artists that are coming out saying that, you know, I'm a rock star is the shit is kind of a little played out, but I feel like I think the new age of hip hop, which is starting to become that because it is so innovative and a lot more people are starting to gravitate to our genre of hip hop and rap. I feel like people that are claiming to be rock stars are just trying to say, find ways to say that they're different. Mm-hmm. And it's like the saying in, um, what was the saying in Incredibles? It's like, when everybody's super, nobody is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I feel that everybody that's claiming this, they're not really, they're not much, they're saying they're different, but they're not doing anything yeah. that's much different. I remember Trippy Red when he first started coming out, a lot of his music on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. it wouldn't put it trap in the genre. He'll put alternative rock. Right. So they were making already like this is They're a trying different. To separate yeah, this yeah. is a different, a new genre that we're coming but out. But do you with. feel like it's much different? Um, melodically, no. But sonically, I mean, it's the same thing. The beats is definitely trap. Is it's a straight is is you know the trap pattern drums. But the with he his vocal performance is has rock elements. You know, with right. the where they're not being perfect. They're not trying to hit each like you know yeah. perfect. Pick, mm-hmm. There's pitch. some like rawness to yeah, it. Yeah, this is raw it's, and the energy is there. So I can see those elements being rock. But as far as it's still hip hop at the end of the day, all this new genre, whatever you want to call it, it's still based off hip hop, a kick and a snare and, yeah. and bass in the mm-hmm. bottom. That's that's hip hop. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like in one thing that kind of rubs me the wrong, wrong way is I think that some of these artists, when they identify as being rock stars, it is just their way of saying that their style is a little bit more. Metro name somebody name somebody playboy cardi okay yeah i think with a lot of his style because a lot of people was online of course it was even a clip of him saying they try to say that i was gay yeah. <laughs> and like i think people are you know of course people was calling him gay because of the shit he was you know, oh, yeah, and they paint their fingernails their fingernails and, and the hair makeup, is, yeah all that stuff know. that's not nothing new look at prince he's, yeah, prince he's a lot of he's, a lot of different shit was probably the furthest from that and he had the most women of all time probably but my so. question is, is is why do most artists that identify as rock stars feel that that is part of what they have to be in order for because them to that's what i feel like they looked up to let's be honest a lot of the artists that are in pop culture have you know we're in the rock category so we'll say a little bit of prince and if you think about it i don't know if people say they look up to the beatles but i'll link paul mccartney is that's just the the holy grail of music in in america even though they weren't from america but that was rock (laughs) yeah and and like like i said prince Jimi hendrix future hendrix like they're influenced off of those that that element you know of of you know rock that's what I yeah. what's what I would think. But what? most right, I mean, you had of course you had artists who was like like Kiss, who were pretty outlandish with their style. Yeah, Marilyn mm-hmm. Manson, um, you know, a ton of other Ozzy artists. Osbourne, Ozzy Osbourne, Osbourne heads yeah. off of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a lot of. You had uh, the exception of a few artists who were more outlandish, outlandish than others, but I just feel like with rap, we're not getting much different. Anything that's really different outside of the. Another interesting thing, the too. The style, the choice of clothes. Or with, whatever. like, 
Okay, he gives her a group parliament of Funkadelic, right? Mm-hmm. George Clinton. Mm-hmm. That music was, they created P-Funk, right. which had some rock elements, guitar, like Bootsy Collins, one mm-hmm. of the, a, a real known guitarist, but that element got changed into from P-Funk to G-Funk. That's where Dr. Right. Dre came in and changed that genre and made it his own. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying, how genres can't transform, but they're still based they're built off, off of yeah, another funk. Yeah. Funk is what is funk like that genre? That's still an element of. I was say, a, would you say that was an element that was probably branched off of like jazz? Yeah, jazz mixed with blues. Mm-hmm. But if you think about, because I think um, even not, uh, like Bootsy Collins comes from the James Brown. Yeah, he was one of, he was, James Brown. Yeah, so James Brown and like um, like Little Richie was my guy from Memphis. Um, B.B. King. B.B. King. He, these guys are, if you think about it, really rock. Like, yeah. that, that's, mm-hmm. the black rock is really, I mean, if, it's black music. So it originated yeah, from uh, Elvis Presley in Memphis. That's what he's supposedly he, the king of rock. Nah, he, he claimed that but shit. But we all know where he got it from. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Rock is, uh, don't, don't don't be so quick to make it like it's, uh, it belongs to white folks or anything. Because nah, we was in that too first. Nah, yeah, for sure. And uh, and you know we we definitely identify rock now. I think nowadays we identify rock as being a white genre. Mm-hmm. But I think my only issue is that with hip hop, we don't bring anything new to the table other than just claiming to be things that doesn't really add to the culture. Yeah. And I feel like with more artists that are coming out, most of the artists that are just being themselves are tend are the artists that tend to float. To the top, yeah. they they're just being unique in their own way, because, and they respect the culture too. And they respect for the they have a huge amount of respect for the culture, and they bring something new to the table. And um, one of those artists too, I feel like outside of we kind of branching off, but uh, we just had Draco come out of jail. Man, Draco free just came Draco, out free. Draco Draco's free. free. Shout out to Draco. And they're applying that pressure, man. And applying pressure, and uh, right off the bat, he came out with a new project and. Initially, I didn't even really, I didn't really gravitate to. It. I'm more just kind of like, I don't really, I don't know. Uh, if it has that same effect because we we're coming off of a lot of artists, yeah, in LA West who, Coast who've been sounding, who've been pretty much carrying the new the new wave of, of new younger underground artists. We yeah. have got artists like um, AZ Chike, uh, we got uh, Shoreline, Blue Bucks for sure, and we got the the up and coming, you know. Voice of the West Coast Blast, man. We got to talk about that deluxe. We, t- we talked about Blast, I think, early here. We're on talking this, about the the, the, the regular um, No lo- Love Loss, but he put out a deluxe. A deluxe, too. and it had uh, Ty Dolla Sign, Tiger, Dom, Dom Kennedy, Kennedy yeah. a lot of newer artists, mm-hmm. and you know he added new elements to that album. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Blast, that album was good. Um, and then, so yeah, so with Draco coming back, Draco pretty much picking up where he left off. Um, how'd you guys feel about that? I like the project. Uh huh. I didn't like it more than Cold Devil, but I liked that yeah. he came back. Yeah. And like, like there's some some really great songs on there. Yeah. And yeah. also it's just like with me, I like respect him as like a writer more than I like right. than like above everything. He's yeah, saying you know? some real shit. It's, yeah. it's just like the the way he puts words together. Nobody yeah. does that. And you know what's funny? It's like listening, I mean, he has a very laid back personality, so it, and of course that translated in his music when he's talking. It's just kind of like he's flowing, but it's just like when you listen to his raps, like even the song he did. Uh, what was the song he did over the uh, Jeremiah beat? Jeremiah. He Impatient did the song. For the free song. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my god, that song is that crazy. song is insane. Hard <laughs> as fuck. Hard as fuck. And it, and when you really listen to it, it's just crazy because he's just flowing. It's mm-hmm. like some shit. 
but he's really rapping, putting words together yeah. in a way that's like unique to it, the way that the the I've new style you of already rap know is. who I try to attach themselves to him already. The the biggest rapper in the game, of course. And you, already <laughs> and we're, we're gonna get into that. that. We're gonna get into that. But I want to just start off by saying, like, you know, with him coming back and uh, putting this project out, and it was it was some already big appearances on that album. Uh, you had like Sean Kingston, you had little uh, what not uh, Lil Mosey, yeah, Lil I like Yachty. that song. Um, it was a lot of like pretty Lil big Mose, notable features on that album. On there, yeah, Tigris, and then um, yeah, so a lot of people are starting to embrace him. You starting to see that, and um, you know, he's just. Already announcing another project on the way, and then of course he put out his deluxe, and then um of course he announced that he's doing a song with Drake for his next project. And it's crazy because I remember when he came out with the song with Mustard, um, mm-hmm. Draco, and people was like, "Wait, Drake or Draco?" Like they were right, trying to yeah, confuse yeah. with their names. So it's right. gonna be interesting when this comes out. It's gonna be Draco featuring Drake, like that spin off the Drake. Yeah. I already know they got a, a bar on there oh, about course, Draco. Yeah, you know <laughs> about Drake. It's gonna be a flip on that. So so what do you guys feel like with him? And of course. On this project, he's addressing a lot of the the style of music in L.A., especially the, of artists that had pretty much came up under his style, yeah. imitating his flow. What do you? How do you guys feel about that? As far as L.A. rap, how do you guys feel like the sound is? Well, according to him, everybody knows the truth. He's the originator. And um, shit, I remember when Mustard dropped his his first project, he was on there with the Mr. Get Dough song. Right. So that was 2015. So, I mean, there it is. Like, he could easily say, like, I was back when y'all was in high school, I was already on wax, you know, Fox like people hat. knew my voice. They knew who, what, what I was about. So I, I definitely think Draco is a. Uh, for the sound, L.A. sound, he's definitely, he, I'd say he's the hottest right now. Who who are some other L.A. artists you guys feel are pretty much hot on the, on the come up? Sean, would you, I know you pretty much like, you work with a lot of artists too, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I feel like it's pretty obvious right now. Like it's Blast, Blue Bucks Clan, and somebody that Bino we, yeah, and, the L.A., um, but somebody we forgot about from Compton, which is, he's the biggest, I would say, in the game, like in all of rap, hip hop, besides Drake. He, um, okay, not Kendrick. He's he's, he's up there too. No, he's up yeah. there. He's elite. He's already OG goat yeah. status. But Roddy Rich, man, he's I would say the biggest. Yeah, like, for sure. Commercial wise, the biggest. Mm-hmm. Sonically, it, it hits. You know, uh, from everywhere, pop smoke. To, Do you feel that he caters to the the LA sound? Or I you, mean mustard. That balling song is a straight up. That's a yeah. Two of, like two of his more notable songs are like mustard songs. Are they? Are, he has two songs with mustard that are notable: high fashion and balling. And balling. So, so yeah, well, those yeah. two songs. I mean, of course, they are yeah. mustard. A mustard sound is like a yeah. West Coast. It's yeah, pretty yeah. much like the epitome of West Coast yeah. sound. But a lot of I feel like with the majority of his album and some of the projects leading up into that album. He doesn't really carry on that typical West Coast style. So a lot of people don't even identify him as just being a West Coast artist. When I first heard him, I didn't even know that he was really from um, yeah. Compton. Yeah, from Compton. I mean, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people would say he was from Carson or whatever. Mm. <laughs> whatever. That's one of the same <laughs> shit to me, honestly. But yeah. anyways, I, I feel like with his sound, he doesn't almost even really fall under that category as being just a typical L.A. artist. Yeah, because think, of his influences, probably, you know, Dirk, Thug, yeah, um, future, and Meek. You know, it was a time where people was like, "Oh, he's dream chasers," because he was <laughs> rolling with Meek so much. But so I, was, I, so I, I feel w- like with a lot of 
newer LA artists that are on a rise and are on the come up, they pretty much carry on that um that style that Draco pretty much paved away. Oh yeah, like a as traditional as like, LA yeah. sound. That's Draco. Straight that's Draco. Up. Yeah. yeah, and pre- pretty much everybody Gangsta, knows that. Raw, yeah. like, just if you want some street shit from yeah. LA coming up as an artist, you pretty yeah. much are aware of who Draco yeah, is for sure. Sound. In much. real life, you should be aware of him too about what the whole charge yeah, and everything his whole was about. Case. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's the whole, you know. And so, um, yeah, with all that going on, what, what, what do you feel like the going into? We're in twenty twenty one now, so with all that's going on in, in music, because you know we got a lot of artists that aren't able to really do shows and stuff. There's, you know, you got live performances that are being yeah, streamed. On I figured platforms. it out. You just said it. I figured it out, Lane. What is it? There's two elements. I, and I'm going to speak on L.A. To making okay. it in L.A. Okay. Atlanta, New York, everywhere else is different. We, we can speak on what we know. Yeah. Being in L.A. In L.A., man. So we spoke, we spoke about Draco. What did Draco do when he first got out, man? When I seen him, he came out with 300, 400 on his neck. $500,000 right. car. He picked up right where he left off. Yeah. Bro got money. Straight <laughs> like up. That's what it, it's like. He, there not no brokenness around him. So... A, so A, when you want to make it out of L.A., you got to have some bread, man. If you got some money around you, not saying you got it, but your team, that's that's a good way to start in, in music. B, I would say if you're not, you know, funded uh, financially, you're going to have to get online and, and, and cater to this new wave, which is TikTok, Instagram, all these different elements, you know, that's our Put giving these artists exposure now. Like we got the guy, what's his name? Corvette, Corvette. He's not from the West Coast. He but is. His name is Pop Hunter. Yeah, this guy was allegedly a, a, a street artist, but he had a song and blew up. But we found mm-hmm. out that uh, you know he wasn't too street at all. And we'll talk about that in a yeah. little bit. But yeah, but to bring him up to say like these guys are blowing up off of online and you know um, TikTok streams and just the digital wave. Yeah. So if you got to get on that. That's the second option I would say to make it out of LA what do you feel like as far as like coming out of LA what do you feel like most artists have to do in order to kind of yeah. gain some notoriety I have no idea <laughs> yeah it's and like, that's, I mean it's, that's honest answer I, I, I kind of don't have an idea either it's it's really tough because like this like like when you were talking about Roddy I think the reason he was able to transcend so quickly is because it's like people don't recognizes from LA and he sounds yeah. like he's from Atlanta or something. Exactly. Like that's and that's like what that's how I felt. Yeah. And that's the biggest like sound I think in rap music right now, you know? Yeah. Aside from melodically, like, yeah. Yeah, I think like that and like on an international level, like drill music too. But I mm-hmm. think, you know, specifically here in the US, like trap Atlanta like trap music has been dominant for like yeah. over ten years already. So yeah. that's why I think Roddy was able to transcend that. Because yeah, the box People don't even like really think about it when he comes to LA. Sometimes, yeah, you don't really think about where he's from as an artist. It, it almost like it doesn't even matter until mm-hmm. you hear that. I put the new for I run a bag of my queen like London and Nip. Yeah, when I mean, bringing course, up yeah, Nip. Yeah, yeah, that's when it's like yeah. okay. His yeah. references are more yeah. like yeah. You start yeah. talking yeah. about street names and stuff. That's you like okay, like we're, oh shit, yeah, he's like from, yeah, he's for yeah, sure yeah. from out here. Yeah. So yeah, man, Rowdy is. A great example because it didn't happen overnight. He was been putting out music for a long time. I know 
few videographers I know. We have a lot of mutual friends. And one thing he did, he did have a little bag always. He always had money. He always had fly whips, fly jewelry, cars, designer. And there was the image that got people's attention. Like Meek is like, oh, shit, you got your own shit. I don't even need to sign you. You already got your own So label. do you feel like for a new artist coming up, they had to be connected somewhat to people that are already like you gotta attract I, I my this is at the end of, this is my opinion <laughs> i've been around a lot you know in the industry and i've seen how how it, it goes a majority of the time it's the image it's the look people see you they pull up look at blue bucks clan yeah. these guys just popped up last year and quavo was like yo what do y'all do y'all oh we rap Pulling up in double R's or Ferraris, right. same cars Quavo's pulling up in. They're like, shoot, man, what's up? A lot of these artists is connected to people that's yeah. well tied in in the streets. And so a lot of that, of course, is being portrayed in the music. So yeah. when people are starting to hear about these artists and stuff, they know, okay, he'd be around so-and-so. He must be around some shit. Yeah, yeah. He, he must be well-respected. So yeah. we're going to get this shit a listen. Yeah. And of mm-hmm. course, those people that are real tied in in the yeah. streets, they connected to everybody, so they playing their shit around. If you're different a people. real street member, like another example, G Perico, yeah. he has a deal with Rock Nation, and he's an artist. Like, if you're from LA, I remember ASAP Rocky pulled up on, like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, yeah. it, it shook him up and everything. Somebody told me that I was like, Yo, that's somebody that's gonna be around in the in the future, yeah. and he has his own. Because he had his own movement with yeah. So Way Out. Yeah, he got his own solid, got a store and everything, solid mm-hmm. brand, and it's because of his realness. He's a real, a real dude from L.A. Street member. It's authentic. Yeah, and he has a following music, so money behind him, all that stuff incorporated with it is the package. I, I would say. So, do you feel like for artists coming out, they have to be somewhat? have to have some representation in the streets you feel like that's an important element to it it's important but you got a lot of artists that aren't necessarily on some street draco hasn't yet we know he's a street member we know he's in act you know active but allegedly yeah allegedly (laughs) (laughs) let's put make that clear but he hasn't identified an exact hood you know a lot of artists like blue bucks i mean not blue bucks Blueface, schoolyard, schoolyard. Like he, he already identified it with his his hood is where yeah. his location is, where you can find him at. But like Blue Buzz Clan, straight up, crit. they gonna tell you straight up, we don't bang, we just yeah. get money. That's right. why they, you know, they yeah. talking about something different in the L.A. For culture. Sure. I mean, getting money is not different, but yeah. it's not the traditional. So, so if you're an artist that's not even on some, because they're still, I would consider them still street artists, like yeah. some, like some underground, real, underground street, yeah. yeah. Do you feel like artists that aren't really necessarily connected to that lifestyle are able to still pop? Because you got, I mean, in some ways, I feel like Boogie is one of those artists who is kind of like even Kendrick are some of those artists, even though you know that they are connected to street shit. Don't get they, it twisted. They got a bag they, behind them. And they got a bag. Oh, yeah, they got shit that's connected behind them. But their they're music, not portraying like their music yeah. isn't catered towards typical yeah, street because they have a message they have a uh they have content with their music they ha- they're telling a story mm-hmm. so that's always going to have an audience for that I guys like dom kennedy of course always been like dom kennedy but he he's a la you know him he's from yeah. la he has associations and everything everybody know j305 he, he's from you know even Zelly. yeah so that 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 element is definitely key in la but you brought up um Vince. Yeah, um, but look at Vince. We all know yeah, I mean, Ramona yeah. Park. That's where you can find him. Poppy <laughs> Street. Yeah, He's identified already where his hood is. So you feel like they're like, 
and it's a niche for that in the industry look there's labels that look for that 24 7 they're finding the next guy the next hood artist that could blow that they could put invest in and yeah. they can market that way they, they're looking for that street element yeah they, that's valuable to them yeah, it's funny when you when you start to break down every other artist that is pretty much on the come. They are connected in some way. I feel like with all of us, we, that's what they buying into. It's like six degrees of separation. If you grew up in LA, you pretty much you can know get, somebody. You that. can call somebody. I could call somebody and get on the phone. <laughs> that's a fact. That's, that's really how it is. <laughs> so, where do you, moving on, how do you guys feel like with this whole? Because we're in a new year, we're still at the top top of the year. It's a lot mm-hmm. that we still haven't even figured out as far as like. <laughs> excuse me. Check out the COVID. Um, <laughs> we got. Um, how do you guys feel like the the music game is gonna like shift going into this new year? Sean, what do you like? What do you think is gonna be like the new? Because we're already seeing seeing like streaming and like live performances mm-hmm. are now being done online. We got like virtual performances and shit. Um, I think even there was like a show that was done. Um, people were in, attending in cars. With like, listening, you know, yeah. like, like how the drive-in theaters are. So, yeah. like, what do you think is going to be like the new? Man, I don't, I don't know what it's <laughs> going to be like, like cutting edge. At least I think, you know, depending on how this pandemic goes, um, if like live shows come back, you know, in whatever capacity, you know, yeah, um, that'd be cool. But because now, I mean, they're ushering out the the new vaccine and shit. Dog. Yeah. Listen, y'all taking the vaccine, Doctor Fossey? No, to answer your question, no, <laughs> Doctor Fossey. That? I will, I will. I think I'm gonna shake it out for a little bit, though. Okay. I want to kind of watch. You know, like, I've kind of seen people like that have taken it, and they yeah. like talked about their side effects. It's like people I know and shit. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, see how it goes yeah. with you. And then. I, I only know one other person who was considering taking it. In that or no, they already have taken it. I think now I know people that will look at you crazy if you haven't taken it yet. Right. There's some people like, yo, what you mean you ain't take a vaccine? You're effect- you're putting others at risk. Like that, that they're serious yeah. about it. So uh, Dr. Fossey <laughs> went on live on the news and said, I mean, don't expect this to be the actual cure. Like this is just a step to the cure, but mm-hmm. this is not a guarantee. Like there's gonna right. be side effects, there's gonna be problems. Just get ready well, for it. Well, like any yeah. vaccination, it's never like the end all be all, but we we but pretty much the COVID is different because yeah. it's like where is this coming from? Y'all talking about is a um a yeah. mutated virus now? Like there's another one, and then now this the super gonorrhea. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, what is the real agenda? You yeah. know what was going on right now, and you know it kind of reminds me of um like you know when they had the um the swine flu and all these different things, but this mm-hmm. one is just they just went overboard where it's just like everybody's face COVID mandatory mask. No outside, uh, out, outside dining is like this is really like a, I would say a new world order. Yeah, I mean it's it's affected all of our livelihoods. Yeah. Like now, yeah, I mean, like sure. you said, with outdoor dining being pretty much shut down, I mean it's limited capacity anywhere you go. Mm. Even with like like we were we're talking about the holidays, family getting <laughs> gatherings aren't really yeah. the same anymore. Yeah, like yeah. so, everybody is affected by this one way or and another. And now everybody got to get this. Now you got to get injected. Now with they're making they're gonna make it to where your life you're not gonna be able to travel. You're not gonna get a job, go to school, nothing until yeah. you get that vaccine. Mm-hmm. And the question is, what are they really putting in that vaccine? That's gonna be you know you know a lot of people gonna get tracked and all this stuff like yeah. that like well i think now too with a lot more people speaking out i think um you know i think in the past a lot of these vaccinations that were 
necessarily required. We've seen like the f- side effects, some even being um, like auti- autism, um, other things. Of course, like you know, Down syndrome and, and tons of other stuff. We don't even have to get into all that, but I think people are more apprehensive and they're more aware of these things. So you have people that aren't really necessarily going to to just abide by. Oh, now that this is required, we, we're going to go with it. No, they're just going to be like. You know what we're going to go exempt, about this yeah. in a different approach. Take a waiver or something, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking about homeschooling and everything. So like yeah. that's more of like the new. I'm not even. I already know that they're going to try to mess your health up. But I'm thinking about something like, you know, remember remember they was talking about all the five G, all this stuff. Like, yeah. man, they might be trying to put trackers in people now. Where it's just I mean, like well, it, we got phones now at this point. Yeah, and I, I mean, think we all, everybody here has a phone. Yeah, so I think like, it's at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they can track you regardless. They can you know? find you. But yeah, and, and my thing is, like, I was talking with, um, shout out to Huey Briss, when I was talking with him earlier, <laughs> and he was just like, bro, if they want to get us, they would have put this shit in fucking McDonald's and Chick fil A. Like, they, well, they, they would have got us <laughs> well, one that, Well, McDonald's is a, a, it's not, it's still a private owned company. When we're talking about, who the World Health Organization, Bill Gates, mm. who Bill Gates also owns, ironically, Microsoft, yeah. which is the biggest yeah. Um, tech company. Yeah, tech company. Mm. That's what I'm saying. It's getting into that realm where it's 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 bigger than just the COVID. It's it's a it's a, a new world order, man. It's, yeah. it's there's a, more the transitioning that are popping into, up, and you got guys like Jeff Bezos, uh, like you said, yeah. uh, fucking. Um, Tesla, Gates, Tesla, yeah. Wow. So it's it's a lot more. These people, guys, digital, these technology companies, these tech companies are in more positions of yeah, power, man, and, and they, that's where the the world is starting to shift. And don't to. don't don't go off of when they say, "Oh, he's the richest now, dude." Jeff Bezos, I seen some reports <laughs> saying that he's already a trillionaire now, dude. Yeah. They talking about they're not gonna tell you the full thing. Don't go off of the internet. The news that they're giving us is old to to the the real shot callers in the game. If you really research and everything, they, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, dude, these guys don't even care about money anymore, man. They're trying to do something. Dude, when I seen Bill Gates, how many acres this guy owns? <laughs> dude, this guy owns countries. I'm talking yeah. about literally countries of the size land. of Texas. Dude, it's like, what <laughs> yeah. do you got all that land for? You could Nobody could be homeless anymore if you, you use that land, if you yeah. really cared about the world. But that's just the way I think that our country is ran. And like speaking of things that are going on in our country, we had the the whole uh, they invaded the Capitol building. Oh yeah, <laughs> we didn't even get into that. <laughs> so what do you guys? How do you guys feel about that? That happened recently, um, mm-hmm. following the election, of course, um, with Trump's. Um, well, we got Trump's. Uh, he's exiting now. He's yeah. Uh, he's being impeached. Oh yeah. Well, he's the second impeached doesn't mean he's officially convicted right. yet of the crime, but he's. They voted to put him, enroll him, and, and get and the, the, uh, the, the going. process. Yeah, um, get the process going. So, following, of course, we had Joe Biden winning the presidential elect, um, and Kamala Harris being the vice president. Um, of course, there was a lot of backlash with Trump, feeling like you know he was cheated out of this uh, whole process. So they had, of course, the the recount of votes, right. and there were several processes of recounts, and then I guess following the final one, there was the. Um, the Capitol building was DC stormed. Yeah. So how how would you guys feel about that? What, Let me get your, what's your first reaction your perspective. to that. I thought it was pretty funny. Just cause, <laughs> yeah. just cause like um if you look at how the US has approached um 
it's kind of like U.S. the U.S. got a taste of its own medicine for like the first time. For sure. The U.S. has a history and you can go back to forever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> however long. Yeah. They go to countries, uh, quote unquote, invoke democracy, give people, quote unquote, the right to vote. Right. right. Everybody kind of celebrates. Yeah. A lot of countries end up voting very like left. They end up voting like very like leftist policies, uh, like very like socialist or like even communist mm-hmm. policies. Because mm-hmm. it's like they vote for basically working class things because majority of our working countries class. are yeah. working class, Correct. right? When that happens, the U.S. typically backs a different party, you know, like the opposition party, the right mm. wing party, typically put money behind it, fund them, give them weapons, everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then typically after these leftists like um, government uh, people get voted into power, they get overthrown. Right. They get raided. Right. You know, like the, the cat, like a Capitol building will get raided. Like that happened in Bolivia, like four years ago. Okay. Like the president that got elected, he had to leave the country <laughs> because it got just <laughs> yeah, too crazy. So, it's like, yeah. so the U S backed party, the right wing party, they ended up raiding their capital you know, shit got real serious and then they got fought off and they won. Uh, the leftists actually won, which doesn't happen very often. Right. So I thought it was very interesting that this was like. Because it happened in our country. Yeah. Like and, one of the first time. I mean, well. Yeah, yeah. And that happens, world, that happens it, regularly. Because yeah. I have, you know, my family's from Peru. So like, you know, my aunt was like, like around the time that that happened, my aunt asked my mom like, oh, is everything okay over there? And. She's like, oh yeah, it was like it happened in DC, and she's like, "What do you mean it happened in DC?" And I guess she was talking about COVID because she saw the cases going up. Oh yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, I thought you were talking about the capital rate." And she's like, "Oh no, that happens like every yeah, every no, day like, that's just like, that just shit. happens." <laughs> but so. shit, not this man. This is a capital. This has never happened. And and when it got close to happening with like Black Lives Matter, nobody even touched the steps. You know, it, yeah. was, it wasn't playing. Now you know. wasn't about to rate this. It was only because it was Trump's supporters and trump and the, the manga hats they were comfortable enough a lot of those police a lot of people say it was an inside job a lot of people say the cops knew and let those people purposely go in there take pictures and raid well now with social media we're starting to see like a lot of things are starting to become more transparent we're seeing like even during the time of the um whole black life black lives matter protest we were seeing like police pull up with Trucks, pallets, yeah, full of bricks, the inside yeah. job, or like, like, yeah, dressed up like uh, looters. Right. And, it was so it was a whole lot of crooked shit that we were starting to see yeah, being put yeah. on public display. For so mm-hmm. we're starting to see firsthand that a lot of things are corrupt in our in our government yeah. and in the in this country in total. But yeah, thousand percent. You have um with that whole raid during the Capitol building, we were seeing like firsthand it being like white faces. Yeah, at the pissed. at the front of this, pissed off like. Completely, with the and, and we're shit. damn near giving fucking full access to storm this dude taking still in podium taking pictures. That's the where it was just like, and then you have one lady lose her life climbing through a window, well, yeah, getting shot for dude, a so Literally, it got fatal. That's where it was like, all right, somebody got to answer for this. That's why they're going hard on Trump. Like you caused this because you, you because of your tweets. So yeah. they had to ban them off all social media. But the the, the interesting part of it was. When those people, people, somebody pointed out, 
these this or like oh this is white this is white supremacy or this is white privilege like no this is white power this yeah. is what the uh, demonstration <laughs> of what white people when they want something they want to sh- make a point they're gonna do it and it's gonna right. be public it's gonna be broadcasted the revolution will be televised <laughs> they're gonna yeah. make sure you understand we run this and that's what that show demonstrated for me it was white power yeah it's it's this country. Do you Culture. feel like do you feel like social media plays a huge part in that? Like it's the with, biggest part of it. It's a I've, it's a pretty it's the main part of it. I feel like <laughs> for me in recently I, like starting this whole new year, I think I started to notice things within myself that was starting to change. I think going into the new year, of course everybody has a new year's resolutions and shit like that, things that mm-hmm. they want to start doing and um taking on a new approach to their life. I feel like for me, um you know, I'm approaching the age. I'm 25 now. I'm, I'll be 26 in June this year. Um, I think for me, a lot of the growth that I've started to experience with myself is that I'm, as I'm approaching an um, a older age and I'm starting to experience new things, I think that maturity, part of my maturity process has started to realize the things that I don't necessarily need in my life. So starting mm-hmm. to cut out certain things that weren't really helping me progress as a person. I feel like some of those things being in, on social media I think some of the things that we, because we have so much access now, mm-hmm. um, things being a lot more accessible. Like if I wanted to see something right away, I can just pull it up on my phone. Yeah, right. If I want to see a girl naked, I could damn near see it <laughs> right away. You don't even got to go to the, the, yeah, you go straight to Instagram. You can go straight to Instagram. I'm talking about Twitter, to see a girl naked, you can go to Instagram. Anything. <laughs> like, so I think with there being so much access, I kind of just felt like for me to mature, I had to remove some of those things. and. Mm-hmm. Because some of those things do cause a distraction, and they do cause an effect on your health ultimately. And mental I, health, and and mental health being so important. You know, we talk about that. I think that was a huge discussion that we had, like pretty much starting in twenty nineteen, going into twenty twenty. Um, a lot more people were being becoming more self aware about mental health and right. the issues and things that cause it, and we were being more aware of these things. And I think for me as a person, I think that. In order for me to live a healthier life, I had to kind of filter out some of those things that were playing a negative part. Yeah, right. man. What do you guys feel like? Do you guys feel like social media <clears throat> has had some effect on your mental health in any way? My biggest, um, yeah, that's that's always been my because I've experienced where you know I'll post a picture and I get all this crazy love yeah, and the dopamine, the dopamine yeah. is just going off <laughs> yeah, in my, in my system. Sure. So. When I got that, I'm like, dude, I need to get that high again. You're yeah. chasing that high. Literally, you're yeah. chasing that experience again. So you want to post something else that's going to get you that. In. And when you don't get that you know, attention that you were expecting, now you're depressed and you're low. So mm-hmm. Instagram has changed and, tra- and transitioned now with these um they took some from TikTok. What is it called? Reels. It's gotten yeah. to the yeah. point now where it's just like, wow. I'm talking about girls are half naked now on Instagram, and they're doing this to get that dopamine, to get that, to get that hit, that that rush. And you're seeing it started at even a younger age, like. It's people in high school that's like you know experiencing the internet the same way doing that we the are. Busted challenge. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like. For us growing up, we were kind of on that cusp where we were like still we're millennials, of course, but we were still like. We were seeing that we were growing up with the internet 
And Dude, so yeah. we knew, but we you, still had limitations. With we, it. We yeah, could, we knew if you wanted to go on that certain website or something, you had to. You, you really had to make it sure. It was a process. Yeah, it was, you, you really had to make sure you knew what you was doing. You wasn't just doing it, you know, yeah. grabbing your phone. It, you couldn't even do it on the phone. Yeah, you, couldn't, just, yeah, you it, couldn't upload a video. Yeah, you had on to the be phone. on a laptop, somebody buddy. Had to Computer. It. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we grew up with the internet before there was even webcams. Yeah, dude. So like. Now having cameras on your phone to where you can, I could shoot a video right now and it can go viral, <laughs> yeah. you know, just from the front camera that on my easy. phone. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, man, like social media, it, it's evolved and it's gotten to a point where I feel like, in my opinion, there's no return. Once you go in that, that world, I'm sorry to say, it's a lot of people that, that are not here anymore because of social media. For sure. It took a play, uh, effect like, you know, Pop Smoke. Come on, man. He was on Instagram Live or something, and supposedly somebody seen yeah, his, his address. Yeah, posted it. Yeah, uh, man. It was just little things Instagram like store. that, man, that, mm -hmm. that led to his untimely demise. So social media has definitely got its person good benefits. A lot of people are making money off, so don't make it like it's just all bad. But, man, all I'm going to say is go watch that movie, The Matrix, the trilogy, bro. <laughs> That's it. That's literally what we're living in right now, man. Sean, what's your take? Um. It's funny when you guys were talking about that, and especially in connection to politics. There was um, there's a there's a documentary on uh, Netflix. I don't know if it's still there, um, but it I forget what it was called. But it was basically talking about how Trump hired this company called Cambridge Analytica, mm. and they used Facebook. That's why like Facebook was in a bunch of hot water. Yeah, yeah. What the um, I think there was issues surrounding like uh, censorship or something. Censorship and uh, access to private oh, yeah, data. data. It's also, it was like a lot of misinformation. Yeah. They weren't fact checking anything. Yeah. So like this company, Cambridge Analytica, um, they had helped several like right wing, like politicians and parties like mm. gain power in different countries. And they had finally gotten the opportunity to do that in the United States, mm. even though they're from the United States, but they, they were trying that other yeah. places and it was successful. So what they would do was um, target ads on Facebook and make surveys and shit directed specifically to undecided voters. So they did that in the 2016 election mm -hmm. and they were basically able to convince a substantial portion of those people that they targeted to be for sure to vote for Trump. there's still a, a huge mm -hmm. active amount of people that are, I mean most of our parents probably do use uh, Facebook and yeah. like yeah. a lot of the older generations that that's the yeah. way that they pretty much are connected and now Facebook owning Instagram a lot of these things are pretty much integrated yeah. Instagram just bought something else too right what did they buy oh, I'm not sure I don't was it TikTok no I forget. But I think yeah, they did. Yeah, we got Google. Recently. Don't fact check us on yeah, this. We'll, we'll they're, out. they're all in cahoots, man. They all connected. Yeah, social media. Yeah, Facebook. Um, it's weird. Like I tried to jump on Facebook yeah. here and there. Like yeah, now uh, going back, it's, it's kind of it's like, like yeah. uh, it's like a really f like bad forum right now. Yeah. It's like a weird fucked up forum. Once they start playing <laughs> games and stuff on there, I was like, I'm out of here. This was like in high school. This right. is 2012, 20, I mean, yeah, yeah, way back. So I was like, yeah. um, yeah, this isn't for me anymore. I deactivated it. I saw people sending me messages trying to add me and stuff. I don't even be on there. Yeah. Deactivated that shit. Instagram is still one of the greatest platforms because they, not, I mean, they got ads and shit on there now, but yeah. I mean, it's not like we're games and it's just a bunch of just random shit. You but there's so much now, like even with Instagram adding like the whole, like you can buy shit now yeah, on Instagram. It's, right? it's, yeah. it's a platform to where there's like, you can do everything on it. So I think 
but the format is still so with there being so much access now with social media and that's pretty much like the the center point of our lives like us being Mm -hmm. um in the creative field how do you guys feel like going into this new year what is how much how does how much does social media have a role in you guys' life man um in my life um it doesn't have a role honestly i choose to if i want to get on social media or not i don't Mm -hmm. even tweet i just retweet shit just mm-hmm. to show other people some information or something. I, I like Twitter because as soon as something happens, it's you, you know about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, I look at it differently. From my Instagram feed, I look at it like telling a story. It's 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 history there. I got posters from 2014, 2015. So it's like it's some history there where you can go back. And, and yeah. so I look at social media. I, I allow it to have... Do you still use Snapchat? No. <laughs> actually, I, I actually... Downloaded it today to go find an old like picture because uh-huh. they store a lot of stuff. Yeah. But no, I don't use that shit, man. So, oh, well, Sean, for you, like, how how does social media have a role in your life today? Like, even because yeah. I mean, you do music and stuff too. Played a huge part. Yeah. Like I, I think. Um, what platforms do you pretty much use the most? Just Twitter and Instagram. Okay. I don't really. Yeah, I like I like made a TikTok. I, I had a TikTok for the Blue Room. Do you feel like Twitter is necessary? That. It's fun, man. <laughs> but like, to... like as far as like being a creative, do you feel like Twitter no. plays a huge part? I th- I like I like the f- the format of Twitter, given that there's a retweet button. Yeah. But do you feel like with so for you, do you feel like your audience is bigger on Instagram or Twitter? It's tough to say because the way that I've been approaching it is like because for some like artists, it, it is a bigger platform for them and it, it helps their music career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I mean. If you look at the numbers, I do have more followers on Instagram than on Twitter. But I think um, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I just, the way I approach it is just growth. Mm. So like, I like the feature of being able to, um, being able to retweet. It just mm. ends up on somebody else. It ends up on right away. Yeah. Thousands of people's timeline. And it's right. just so one, so one person, one artist retweets it. And then that's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, even yeah. like with, um, with Instagram repost, you, you you're able to repost on your story. And then that being yeah. a way for a lot of people to just instantly see something. And if they yeah. like it, the only thing I don't like, of course, with that is like, you can't really, if there's a video or something, it doesn't automatically play. They have that though. Also, I don't know it, why. Some, yeah, I think they were testing some, it out on certain dude, accounts. Certain yeah. accounts yeah. can repost a video and they'll play for like 15 seconds. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think with social media, there's there's so many different forms. Of course, now with TikTok, of course, what mm-hmm. it's still for me. I feel like Twitter. I I cut it out of my life personally. I I might jump back on it. Who knows? But I think for me, Twitter just kind of was just like that one platform where it's like this isn't really serving a purpose for me other than yeah. just being it caught really up on. is not uh, unless you following certain things for information. Yeah, that's, that's and, what I'm on social media for. Number one. It's always information. Yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. up early, bro. I'm about six, seven in the morning <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on today, yeah, man. Right. Like, but do you feel world. like with too much information, it can kind of cause to like, do you think there's a such thing as too much, having too much information, having um, too much access? You could definitely have too much access, too much information, but it's like, what are you going to do with the information? You mm-hmm. feel me? Like if I see something going on today, like with the Capitol and stuff, I'm going to try to <laughs> inform some people that I know about mm-hmm. it. I'm sending it to someone. So I'm like, yo, shit, bro, this shit about to happen. Or try to predict some shit, man. Like, okay. Right. Like, um, we got just making a plan for yeah. y'all. So I feel like for me, and this is just me, I feel like having so much access to different platforms and all this information, when, when shit happens, like you find out instantly, like even 
Um, you know, shout out to Dr. Dre. I hope he's doing better. Yeah. When I got the news, picture. When I uh okay, yeah, I didn't even see that. Um my mom had texted me the news, like, yeah, you know, Dr. Dre, did you hear about Dre? I'm like, uh, you know, and then she sent me the headline that TMZ had posted, and I was just like, that was part of the reason why I felt like I had to remove myself from being on Twitter because just having that access to all <laughs> these different events, it's just like yeah. it becomes fucking overwhelming at some point. Yeah. Like, like, damn, I, I almost don't want to see some bad yeah. shit. Like, I'll just rather hear about it on my own. Regardless you know? or not, you don't you can't avoid it. Yeah, it's gonna hit you. I mean, if it if it if it if it does affect you, like um like if you were a Mad Lib fan, when you found out about it, like yeah. damn, like everybody, I know a lot of people that was like uh, really hurt about that shit. I mean, I I was hurt just the fact that he passed, you know. But it was and like he had been not, passed for months. Yeah, and nobody before knew the, about before it. the information was known. But um, it's crazy, bro. Like I remember when the Kobe situation happened, and now uh, Vanessa had posted. She was all like, "Yo, um." Please, like they were saying, like some, like I guess, because it's coming up where he, he yeah, passed away. Yeah, the anniversary so, of his passing. It was all like, yo, nobody, please post no pictures of the crash site, no yeah. videos, nothing. We said we're still dealing, we're still grieving, man. And we even like with that situation, when that happened right away, TMZ, we were, we were yeah. already having access to so much of the event, mm -hmm. and it was just like that shit was. Crazy. There was no filter of it, so it's like with all the things that are going on now. And we're gonna wrap this up in a minute. Don't don't worry. I know we're having a long ass talk, but <laughs> well, all the things that are going on today, I feel like going into twenty twenty one, I have to try to find a way to filter myself with all the access that I have with social media and, and yeah. being responsible with my platform. Like mm. we we all have a responsibility, us being artists and us having these. Um, you know, we have a people that look up to us in a way. You know, mm. um, people that pay attention to the things that we post. So yeah. that responsibility is just kind of like. All right, what am I doing to contribute to, um, you know, my livelihood and the livelihood of other people? Mm. And I feel like for me, I have to find a way to not only benefit myself but benefit the people that are around me by um, being uplifting and um, continuing to carry on these these new things that we're working on. We're working on tons of new projects, I'm sure, and we'll get into that in a second. But um, I think for me, that's just important. So going into this year, that was one of the things that I wanted to make a change. And, um, you know, it might be different for you guys um, going into this new year. What's some of the things that you guys want to work on? For me, what I want to work on, shout out to Zelly, man. He's been, I seen. Yeah, shout out to Zelly. We, we, we mentioned Zelly. <laughs> yeah, Zelly was uh, supposed to be featured on this yeah, episode. Yeah. But I, he, he really set an example as a, a, a young black man, you know, starting his business shout on out the road. To real roadrunner shit, man. And, uh, that inspired me where, I, you know, I need to get my physical business. I want a physical business going. And, you know, I've been having the digital shit going, but I want something where, you know, I can actually get, I want an LLC, a DBA, a new form of, you know, of a business, solid situation, get that rolling for myself. And so and That's the goal. in what ways do you feel like um, you're going to approach that like, being with music, of course. Yeah, studio, bro. Uh, that's the that's the uh, next phase, man. Um, I'm trying to start up my own, get a room going, and I know it's, uh, it's tons of clients. I, as soon as I I seen people like renting out rooms, and I'm like, dude, like, how I, was it for you working last year, um, doing engineering? Because you do engineering. Yeah, I'm. So. I, it's crazy. I'm in this because I moved to the IE, so I got a studio. I'm working out. Hey, shout out to that. You got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What was that like for you? Yeah, you know, man. Should open out there a little bit. 
<laughs> what was that for, like for you? Uh, that that transition. Oh, from, bro, it's like we don't have to say where. We don't have to give. Yeah, man. I, I, you drop. know what yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. The, the city's consistent in there, <laughs> but man, it's it's a lot of open space. It's, it's different too yeah, from being it, in Long Beach. You was yeah, in the city, bro. Because so. when I come back from the I to out to Long Beach, bro, it's everybody lean back. It's the yeah. the waves. <laughs> it's the trees. The culture it's, is yeah, different. It's just everybody. It's just and a, I it's a lay see some mountains. Yeah, I see a lot of dry dryness too. <laughs> but uh, it's cool, man, out there, man. I got a lot of space and a lot of you know new new faces and people. So transitioning from yeah. last year, you were doing a lot of engineering and Dude. stuff. So going into this year, you kind of like feeling yeah, like I'm chilling right now, literally out. just chump, working on myself, focusing new on whip. myself. So <laughs> new whip. Oh yeah, I got a new little Shout beamer, new man. Upgraded, <laughs> nothing too crazy, but yeah, dude, that's just focusing on myself, yeah, man. Right. That's that's it, bro. That's really it for twenty twenty one and. That consists of opening up yeah, my studio. That's the goal, man. Sean, for you, having a studio, you you started your business last year, mm-hmm. making things official, transitioning from the garage, <laughs> right. having your new space. What, what was that like for you? And what were some of the things that you learned about yourself during that process? It was cool. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean... I mean, it's been it beneficial been, for you, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. it's just been a continuation of what I was already doing. So it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing that's been too crazy. Has it influenced like, you to do some other things like take on some new projects? Um, a little bit. I think like uh, I did dive into a little bit of doing the educational stuff. Like okay. I think people, I had interest in just doing the YouTube videos for it, but people were like, kind of for years, were hitting me up for lessons and shit, and like, mm-hmm. like even just like running Pro Tools or something or like, okay, engineering stuff and uh, production stuff in general. So I was just like, all right, well, fuck it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So you started doing that. Are you doing like classes online or? or? Mm-hmm. I've done I've done Zoom stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I've done in person stuff. I okay. think uh, in person's always that's better, a real but, good know. hustle, by the way. Yeah, business sure. doing yeah. uh, courses, tutoring like that's a legit business. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where can 100%. people go to find out uh, more information about that? On your, is that on your Instagram? And stuff? Yeah, you can hit up like the Blue Room Instagram, or you can just sure. DM me my personal. Um, yeah, for sure. That's kind of like yeah, that's, that's been cool. So that's dope. I mean. Going into this new year, I mean, there's so many new things. We're starting to see a shift in the culture. So, of course, for us, you know, we're approaching our mid-20s. Yeah, business, man. So business is like, you know, it's part of elevating. We're we're maturing. Yeah, man. You got lane cuts. That's your business, too. That's another one. Mm -hmm. Several several businesses you got. So, yeah, that's that's the goal, man. Business, get that right, man, because Uncle Sam is looking for his. That's all (laughs) I'm going to say. That's a fact. Uncle Sam. So I think we can wrap this up. Um, Is there any other things y'all want to talk about real quick? Yeah, man, we we didn't get into no movies, but, man, go check out that Soul movie, man. Yeah, the Soul movie was a good one, too. it was good. Yeah, you didn't get to see it. Oh, I didn't get to see Check it. it out, bro. Well, uh, Corey will give you his Disney. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll set that play up. No, the show got the bread now, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, we'll wrap this up. Um, this was another episode. Um, Stay in your lane podcast. We'll, uh, we're short one member. Zelly will probably be in with us, hopefully, on the next episode. And then uh, we'll get to talk about some of the other shit that's going on. We'll probably talk that's more uh, deeper convos about relationships. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sean will probably be uh, absent for that one. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, this is another episode. You guys are locked in. Um, thank you for taking your time out to listen in. Uh, we can't wait. All right, later. See you, Lester.